Welcome back to Al's Yarns. I'm Al. I'm going to continue on uh, with some of the book I've been writing. This is part of uh, chapter two. What felt like an hour was only ten minutes. I stayed there frozen on that Thursday morning in shock of seeing my seeing the dead body of my brother Billy. My heart and and mind were racing. Who would do this? He wasn't a bad person. Just got in with the wrong crowd sometimes. I was planning to call him first thing this morning to tell him how we're going to help him out with the money. Poor Billy. My poor Billy. What have you gotten yourself into? And why turn up here, 23 kilometres away from your place at Foster Valley? Was Billy really hoping that we would be helping him out that he couldn't wait till the morning and slept here, or was he followed and this is where he met his demise? Well, it's Sheeran's shed. Where's his ute? So many questions needed answered. Shit, Mum and Dad. But now grief had started to kick in as I tried to get up to head towards the house for help. As I left my phone behind, and that's when I heard Nick's Nick calling me, Alice, Alice. I tried to mouth the words, but nothing comes out. The dogs, yes, the dogs, I thought. So I managed to wave the torch frantically at the dogs who ran towards the shed door in the direction of Nick barking. Nick came rushing in and then stopped suddenly in his tracks. By now, the sun started streaming through the cracks of the timber walls and I could see Nick's face had turned pale like blood and had been drained quickly as his eyes were drawn to Billy, laying on the wooden floor. Nick, Nick, I repeated. Nick, can you hear me? Where's your fame, my love? For a split second, whatever trance Nick was in had now disappeared. Um, yes, Alice, it's here. I'll call Triple Zero. You all right? His voice sounded shaky in his response. I'm, I'm, I started, unable to string simple words together, but couldn't finish my sentence as Nick called Triple Zero and gave all the details. After Nick called, started answering questions one after the other. My head was spinning as I asked him to slow down. Sorry, Alice, but how did you end up here in the shearing shed with all your brother's body? I paused for a moment, took a deep breath, and explained to Nick how I thought that I heard a noise earlier, but after a few minutes everything was quiet, I managed to doze off briefly again until I heard another noise again and you were snoring so I went to investigate with the dogs as I was worried about the sheep after what had happened last month. As I neared the shearing shed I noticed that the door had been forced open so I sent the dogs ahead and went inside and then basically tripped over Billy. And that's, in a, that's it in a nutshell I finished off and for the first time that morning tears started to fall down my cheeks. Maybe the shock was wearing off as Nick gave me a warm hug and said, I wish you'd woken me up. What if they had come back for more sheep? You could have been badly hurt. What's happened here is so bloody awful. Poor Billy. So sorry, my love. Within 12 minutes, the police and ambulance had arrived from Mount David. As Nick was walking out to check on the kids, three police officers and two ambulance officers came walking in. I was standing near one of the storage cabinets at the back of the shearing shed, feeling numb. Mrs Pierce, I'm Detective James Arnold from the Mount David Police Station. I'm also accompanied by Senior Constable Matt Johnson 
and veterinary constable William Baker, who is also our police photographer. I would ask, like to ask you some questions, if that's all right. I nodded without making a sound. Can you tell me what happened here and how you came across the deceased line in your shearing shed, please? The detective looked, looked to be in his 50s, tall, slim and slightly boarding. I told him virtually the same story as I just told Nick earlier and that, that the deceased was actually my young brother, Billy. Whilst the senior constable took notes, in the corner of my eye, I could see the professionary constable taking photos from every angle like Billy was a model. It made my skin crawl. The poor young kid looked about 19, was probably fresh out of the academy and was only doing his job. The two AMS officers, Steve Jones and John Simmons, who I knew through the school circle, were getting the stretcher ready as I finished off with I'll let my folks know about Billy if that's all right, Detective Arnold. It's probably best coming from me. Okay, but please call me Jimmy, the detective replied. Next minute, Nick walked back in saying both the kids were up having breakfast watching cartoons. Alice, it's probably best if they stay home from school. Thanks, honey. Good idea, I replied. The detective now turned to Nick and asked him for his statement about his version of events. I then noticed the young constable was now taking photos of the store and the, and the surroundings of the shearing shed, gathering evidence, I suppose. I started to feel sick about all this and needed to get out for some fresh air. I could hear Nick giving his statement as I stumbled towards the door, looking for a way out. The senior constable stopped taking notes and quickly grabbed my arm to help me keep my balance then excoursed me the rest of the way out. The senior constables looked to be in his mid-40s, about my height, five foot seven, stocky built, with a crew cut. Ah, fresh air filled my lungs. As I take in a deep breath, gathering my thoughts, trying to wrap my head around whatever, what had just played out in front of my eyes. After a few minutes, Nick came out and stood beside me silent. Not long after, the two ambulance officers came out with Billy's body covered by a sheet. Ready to load Billy in the back of the ambulance. Detective Arnold came over. Mr and Mrs Pierce, they would take Billy's body to the coroner's office to determine time and cause of death. If you remember anything else, here's my card. Phone any time, day or night. Then I suddenly remembered about Billy's gambling debt. and I told him about the money Billy owed from being at the two-rack racetrack and asked him for a loan yesterday. How he met up for coffee in Perfil at the Alleyway Cafe and how he might come to an end if he didn't pay up by mid-today. By midday today. Is that what Billy said? He met, he'll meet his end, asked the detective. Not exactly. Billy actually didn't say it because he couldn't finish the sentence. But I'm pretty sure that's what he was trying to get across. And before you ask, no, he didn't mention any names, I replied. The detective then straight off back towards the crime scene. And that brings us to the end of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, be kind to yourself.